The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. All right, and a big special thanks today to Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina for partnering with The Light FM and sponsoring today's episode. All right, we are glad that you're here. It's always better when you are. And today's guests is Vicki Britton and Abel Carco. They are from Holston Home for Children in Greenville, Tennessee. Vicki is their recruiter and trainer, and Abel is their director for Christian Life. Guys, excited you're here. Welcome. Hey, hi. Thank you for having us. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Buddy. So, hey, for context, give us a little overview. How long have each of you been involved with foster care, and what got you involved? I have been at Holston for four months, but involved in social work and foster care for about 20 plus years. Uh, and I've also been a foster parent. And that's just kind of what started the whole the whole work for me. Yeah, I've been here at Holston for eight years and I've been involved, you know, this whole time. And my wife and I fostered and have adopted it. You know, it's it was one of those things that we knew that was the heart of God. So we, we didn't know how to not be involved. So we've been for about eight years now. Yeah. And so for both of you, when you first got started, you know, I, it was a new experience. And just like anybody who experiences something new, there are so many things early on that you learn. And, you know, on the outside looking in for someone like myself who's never fostered, there are so many things that I don't know. And I'm sure the same was for you guys. What are a couple of things that you learned that maybe you didn't expect or shocked you, maybe even excited you about foster care when you first began? It was a scary at first um, experience, but it was wonderful to to have the training that we needed to deal with children that have been through trauma. Um, it was great to just create relationships with the children that came into our home. Uh, I guess uh, what I learned that I didn't know before is that my heart could grow bigger and, and love more children than just my biological children. Yeah, it is. It is. It is definitely like that. It's it's incredible. And just learning uh, how, yes, you can have a lot of trauma because of your experience, but also you can receive a lot of healing through new experience. And I really believe that's the heart of God. So it, it was really exciting even when we started studying that and seeing, wow, uh, that is that is amazing that, you know, scientifically you go through all this trauma in life, but it also can be reversed by, um, you know, really beautiful uh, interactions that you can have uh, with the youth. So and then I think one of the things that surprised me was the need, the amount of kids, uh, uh, not just, you know, in foster care, but waiting for a foster home that they may be in the system, but they are not in a foster home yet. They're still waiting. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my car went down, my, the engine blew up, and I had to face the fact of what do I do without my car? You know, I think, you know, we are so blessed that sometimes we take for granted the simple facts of I can get in my car, go to the store, go see family, go to work, and I don't ever worry about what, what I do without it until you don't have it anymore. So I think that begs the question what would we do without foster care? Because we, in a lot of ways, even though there are needs, there are ways to improve it. There are things that we can do that, that, that would help kids and families in so many ways with foster care. But the thought of what would happen if our communities didn't have foster care, have you guys considered that? And what do you think might be like if we didn't have foster care? 
you know, I think I think there's a couple of options. When I, when I first just started getting involved with, with kids without families was in Mozambique, Africa. I was there for a while back in 2013. In places there is not that, you know, you ended up with a lot of kids living in the streets, which is something that none of us want because kids are exposed to all sorts of hard conditions and bad situations. But then uh, also, you know, a lot of times you would go into uh, having an orphanage approach, which is, you know, a beautiful thing that you want to take those kids out of the street. You know, we run a children's home ourselves, uh, but the truth is kids don't grow up to run usually an orphanage or a children's home. They grow up to be part of families. So if we don't integrate them to families, they will going to have those are going to have a place to take care of them, but they may not know how to be an adult and how to, to you know, get married, have children and go through all of those challenges in life that a lot of times you learn and not by taking a class, but you learn by watching your loved ones and your parents, you know, go through that and they're teaching you. So I, I believe that if we didn't have in foster care, even though I know there's different opinions of what foster care should look like, uh, it would not for me be as, you know, as great because there is the need. You know, there is such a need or the kids will end up being homeless or they're going to end up uh, in institutions, which is fine, but it's not for them to stay long term. We want them in a family. You want them into that environment because it is good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Vicki, what do you think the best thing is about foster care in your experience that encourages you or gives you hope about what you do? Well, in the beginning, it was something that I think God was uh, knocking on the door saying I needed to do this. And I was fighting him a little bit, but the path was there to become a foster parent, to help these children. Um, and I just believe that I've seen some successes that were amazing, whether it was finding permanent adopted homes for these children or just seeing just the little successes sometimes of um not hoarding food maybe, or, or seeing the joy on their face when, when we get together as a family and have game night, uh, it's just, um, uh, it's wonderful to see the love that they come over them and that comes over us. Uh, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just wonderful. And I, and I can just add to it. My wife and I fostered and then we adopted our son. He was actually 12 years old. Now he is uh, 18 and it was an incredible journey and we wouldn't know life any different. We just, we just love it. It's so amazing. Yeah. I've also loved to see the successes that, uh, the biological families, when the children go back to their biological families and you see the, the change and the success in their parents, uh, and those children get to be reunited with them because ultimately that, uh, in the beginning is, is what we want for reunification for those families to heal and be able to come back together. What do you guys think the biggest need that foster care has and, 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 and how do we do things to help solve that? Well, recruiting is part of what we do. Um, people to come to us can just ask questions, whether it's at Holston or wherever. If they want to know about it, they can contact us. They can go on our website at holstonhome.org and just inquire about what the needs are to become a foster parent. Um, right now, that's that's my need, my wish for more people to step up to the plate uh, and become foster parents. That's a, a great need right now. You know, I think, um, you know, us being being Christians, it's it's almost a question, not if if we should do something is what should we do? You know, it's so clear that true religion aside of God is to take care uh, of orphans and widows. So so I would just like to challenge people to pray 
and ask like, Lord, like, is that something you would like me to do? Because the truth is being a foster parent is the great uh, need. And of course, there's other ways that people can support, right? They can, they can fundraise, they can become a mentor and, you know, they can work uh, in children's home. There's all sorts of different things, but I would love to challenge other believers to start praying like, God, I know you have commanded us to do that. Can you tell me what is at this moment, what is my part in this thing? What does it look like? Uh, so I think that would be a good, a good thing for us to ask ourselves. Did you have, a, did each of you have a moment when you may have considered, but you were wondering if you should, and then what, did you have a moment in which you knew that's what you should do? Yes. Oh, yes. I had a moment uh, for a long time before my husband had his moment because, you know, we had to be on the same page. Um, my husband is in law enforcement and he had a moment of clarification and, and that's when we decided to take to take that step. You know, uh, my my wife and I, you know, we were and we were looking into into fostering a, a teenager, and we were very young ourselves at the time. We we're in our early twenties. We were just married uh, last night year, and I just knew very clearly that the Lord, you know, He spoke that scripture to me of like, you know, true religion aside of God take care of orphans, and it was almost like, why are you asking permission for something I already commanded? Uh, <laughs> go for it, and yeah, and it was it was incredible, and we we loved it. I'm so glad that we that we did a teenager. Uh, it's been amazing. Well, and Vicki, what would you say to somebody who maybe is praying, but they're teetering on the fence and they're searching for that, that confirmation that that is what God wants them to do? What kind of encouragement would you give them? Honestly, I would say they could contact us, speak to other foster parents. Um, word of mouth is vital. Speak to someone that have that is in the experience, so that has been in the experience. Uh, talk about all aspects of it. Talk about it as a family together. They need to and to continue to pray. But they're they're always welcome to reach out to us and ask any questions that they may have. Yeah, and I would love to encourage them to if that is something that keeps coming back to your mind and keeps coming back to you. It may be the Lord, you know, take a step and let's see, let's see what happens, right? Yeah. Give us a, give us a call, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, listen, it has been a joy to highlight just a small part of what God's doing through Host and Home and, and Vicki and Abel, you guys have been a blessing to me. And if you do want to learn more, you can do that. Find them on Facebook. You can search for Host and Home, or you can look them up online, holstonhome.org. They serve the entire region of East Tennessee. They're based in Greenville, Tennessee. Um, But I think even, too, if you don't live in Tennessee, they'll still be happy to answer your questions if you have any about Mm -hmm. foster care. We'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on today for Community Spotlight. You've been the best. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Brexham. Bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.